Addison, what'd you do? <laughs> er, what? <laughs> what? What is happening? I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. I just heard myself say that before I said it. What is going on? I'm serious. Before I said Twilight, it said Twilight Zone. Oh, man. I'm freaked out right now. I switched to my phone because I want to get my computer up. So that was probably what you heard. Oh. Okay. Right before we go live, just uh, switch to your phone. (laughs) Just completely change it up. It's not like it's 1130 already. I didn't. I didn't want my computer to just got a fourteen-hour day tomorrow. Well, that's not my fault. Yes, it is now. It I just became school. your fault. <laughs> I well, I have school. Oh, I'm twenty. in the Dynasty Football Network. That's Addison Hayes. That's Jake Anderson. I'm John Hogue, and this is the Super Flexible Podcast. Preseason week three was injury Armageddon. We've got the fantasy impact from all the carnage. The listeners have questions about the future, so it's crystal ball time on the Super Flexible Podcast, and it's draft season. So it's mock draft season, and we've got the mock to end all Superflex mocks, featuring strategies for every type of drafter. But first, we're excited to announce our inaugural host-slash-listener competitive experience. Addison, tell the beautiful people what's up. All right, so this is actually going to be something that we think is going to be really fun to get the listeners involved and, you know, to, to play not in like a listener league type format, uh, but something that would just be for this year. So, uh, John, you actually had the idea first, and then I kind of twisted it into what we've made it now into a sort of beat the streak kind of option. I don't know if any of you guys out there are familiar with the ESPN game, beat the streak, but essentially if you, you know, they have, questions and stuff like that um and so if you get them all right and you build your streak up um they actually like pay you money once you hit a certain number of correct answers or whatever so what we've turned this into is to kind of get quarterbacks involved and so we've turned it into a beat the streak quarterbacks where we'll have a league so to say of us three and nine other people and Um, each week everybody has the option to select up to two quarterbacks that they believe will eclipse 250 passing yards in that week. The other thing is, is that you can't use the same quarterback twice. So it's kind of an eliminator challenge with a beat the streak thing going on. So for instance, week one, say I pick Drew Brees. I can no longer pick Drew Brees ever again for the remainder of the season. Um, So you kind of have to play the matchups, you know. And you're hoping that that quarterback beats 250 passing yards for that week. If they do, your streak builds. If they don't, you go back to zero and you try again. This, I think this is going to actually be really fun. And we'll try and see if we can organize this. If we get enough people, uh, we'll make three different ones. So you guys can, we'll each be in a separate league. And you guys can play against, you know, your favorite super flexible pod host. So that's basically what it is. I see. Yeah, there's one problem there, guys. That no one's going to want to play in Addison's division. Because <laughs> they're going to get smoked? Is this, no, that's yeah, just where no, they're, exactly. they're just because they don't like him. No. Every, everybody's going to pick your division, Jake, because it's going to be an easy win every week. Oh, good one. Oh, that's weak. <laughs> so wait, how, how are they going to get in touch with us if they want to get in this league, John? You can join the Superflex Beat the Streak by DMing or tweeting at us at SuperFlexPod on Twitter. Uh, you can also email us, SuperFlexPodcast at gmail.com, or uh, get it any one of us individually. Uh, Jake is at NFL Draft Talker on Twitter. Addison's at AmazeHaze underscore DFF. 
and I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. So get it, any one of us, any one of those accounts, and uh, we'll get you into the Superflex Beat the Streak. By the uh, way, it's 100% free. On to some news and notes real quick. Uh, first of all, Matthew Stafford. This happened just before we went. We started recording. But Matthew Stafford signs an extension with the Detroit Lions, making him the highest paid player in NFL history, Addison. Yes, it's awesome. Um, I love Matthew Stafford, as you guys know. Um, this doesn't really do much, you know, for us in the fantasy world or anything like that. It locks up Stafford as the Lions quarterback for the next uh, five or six years. What this does do, though, is just it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL reacts to this. Uh, there's a couple quarterbacks coming up that, who are going to be free agents at the end of the year. Uh, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, Sam Bradford, and then in 2019, you can throw in Matt Ryan is also a free agent in 2019. So it's just kind of interesting how the quarterback market has shifted to paying them more ever since the Derek Carr contract, and Stafford is the first example of that. This is yeah. This is nothing new either. I mean, this has been this is this right. has been going on for years. I mean, this as a salary cap in, continues to increase. Quarterbacks, all players are. I mean, not necessarily all players, but especially quarterbacks are. Their contracts are going to continue to go up. So it's whoever signs the most recent deal. If you're a top, really, what fifteen to eighteen quarterback, <laughs> you're going to become the <laughs> highest paid quarterback in the league and the highest paid contract ever. So. Uh, it's just continuation of what we've seen already. Spencer Ware running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Torn, is it MCL? PCL? I think it's a PCL. Yeah. It, it, anyways, he's out for the year. So, um, J- Jake, what's uh, the fantasy impact here? Well, uh, an even running, a better running back takes over is what happens. So, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Kareem Hunt fan. Yes. I've, I've owned him in Debbie for a couple of years. In the first Devi League that I started, I fell in love with his college tape right away years ago. And so I've, obviously I have probably a little bit of bias there, but I've been a fan of his for a long time. And I think he's one of the most natural running backs in this that was in this draft class. And it's a crazy draft class for running backs this year. But he was my RB5. I love him a lot. I think he's versatile. I, can, I think he plays all three downs. I don't see him ever really probably eclipsing double digit touchdowns. I don't I don't think that's necessarily a strong suit. But as far as, you know, getting he can I mean, he, he didn't until his last year of college get three hundred touches. But I mean, I think he's that kind of back. And there were some questions about his, his pass protection. Um, but you guys saw that highlight of him taking out those two guys, didn't you? Oh yes. Oh, yeah. that was awesome. So I don't I don't think it changes their offense all that much. And we've seen the success Andy Reid has had with his running backs and his scheme. So I'm excited about it and I you know what? I don't think I don't think it hurts their offense at all. Does it help enough to uh keep Pat Mahomes off the field? That's that's my biggest fear. Um I I feel like the time is is uh running running out for Alex Smith anyways but maybe this uh this is enough juice to to lengthen his stay with the Chiefs at least as a starting quarterback well you could I think you could also argue that it hurts Alex Smith's chances of continue to start is that what you mean yes that's what I want to hear yeah I think that's what (laughs) happens (laughs) thank you (laughs) because as much as I don't think it changes their offense, I don't think it necessarily helps them because they don't have as much depth at that position. So it also can be a change into the guard. You know, the younger players are stepping up. Alex Smith looked awful last preseason game. And I mean, the whole offense did. And uh, I mean, we'll see what happens, but uh, I don't think it, I don't think it makes Alex Smith stay on the field more if it doesn't necessarily help their offense. So, you know what? As, long, as soon as they come out of playoff contention, I think that's when Pat Mahomes might get a shot. Nice. Okay, I like that. I I can live with that, and I really like the angle of the rookies taking over uh, sooner rather than later. Cameron Meredith uh, suffered one of the all-time gruesome injuries in the the in NFL history up there with guys like Napole- Napoleon McCallum, uh, Joe Theismann. Um, Johnny Knox a couple years got bent in half backwards basically at the at his spine 
uh, Anderson Silva in another sport. Uh, what was the kid from Louisville, the basketball player? He came down on his on his leg and watch it split in half. Anyway, so there's a there's a rabbit hole for you YouTubers <laughs> to enjoy. Um, I watched that one live. That was gross. Yeah, yeah. And Cameron Meredith can now kick himself in his own ribs um, now that his uh, his left leg bends. Can you be more descriptive? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure. I'm trying to make uh, sure that this to hold is down my dinner right now. into the mind of everybody listening because that was <laughs> horrific. Anyway, so torn ACL for sure, and uh, more damage is likely. More tests are yet to come as of this recording. Um, so he's for sure out for the season, and. Uh, Man, uh, I would love to see a full recovery and see him back on the football field. Um, DFF zone John Debari immediately said his career's over when he saw that when he saw the injury occur. So, uh, man, I, I hope he's wrong, but a long road coming back from that one. But anyways, so some fantasy impact on that one, Addison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you just talk forever. <laughs> just, I can't stop talking about how gruesome that was. That's human nature. He basically nature. died. He basically died. That's... Cameron Meredith has died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. His, seriously, well, I... his, his, yeah, okay, sorry. I, I, need, I need to let this one go. Um... As, far, as far as fantasy is concerned, um, I mean, this was this was a gross injury. I I, I watched know, right? this one. Actually, as soon as I turned on the Bears game, this was the first play I watched, and I was like, "Well, crap! He, they're like Meredith is done." And so I wrote for DFF. I wrote a reaction article about it, so you guys can go check that out at dynastyfootballfactory.com. But essentially, with the Bears losing their number one, I mean, Kevin White is the immediate man to take a step up. But I believe Kendall Wright. Um, is actually the biggest beneficiary of the injury. Um, a lot of people don't really want to hear me say that, um, but I, I, that's personally who I think takes the next step up. As far as quarterbacks are concerned, I think this kind of almost locks Glennon into being the starter for week one more than he already was. Um, I believe that they wouldn't put Trubisky out there without his full arsenal of weapons because um, they would want him to succeed uh, with you know with his entire arsenal. So that that would just be my opinion. I think for sure Glennon is the week one starter. Um, I think that was already etched in stone. Um, but I think, you know, depending on the development of Trubisky, that this keeps Glennon on the field a little bit longer too. And Julian Edelman, receiver of the Patriots, uh, suffers a torn ACL, just a normal standard run-of-the-mill torn ACL, nothing, <laughs> nothing, worth, <laughs> nothing worth rehashing, just a... Uh, and uh but he's out for the year too. Um he's he's not quite as dead, but he's still he's he's dead to us for the 2017 season. So we started off doing uh we we were doing a, a segment called Year Nuts when we first started this and we'll get back to it at some point. Um I had one for the wide receiver position was it, which was that Chris Hogan would be the top fantasy wide receiver for the New England Patriots this season. And uh that that one is uh, looking pretty freaking awesome, if I'm being honest. Um, Chris Hogan actually turned in an amazing game. Um, he was well on his way before the Edelman injury, but two touchdowns after Edelman was carted off the field. And uh, so, for me, that's the guy that you that you want. Um, Tom Brady's going to be just fine. He's got weapons everywhere. Brandon Cooks maybe gets a small bump. Um, the pass catching running backs get a pretty big bump, but Chris Hogan is the guy to watch for, in my opinion. Deshaun Kaiser named the week one starter for the Cleveland Browns. Brock Osweiler's on the trading block. And uh, surprise, surprise, Addison wants to talk about Deshaun Kaiser (laughs) this week. Well, if we had Jake talk about him, he would have said some (laughs) nasty things. I have to be the one to pump him up. You got Trubisky, in all fairness. Deshaun Kaiser, the first rookie quarterback to be named the week one starter. And I don't know if he's going to be the only one to be named the week one starter, but I think Kaiser 
had the best chance um, after the draft, other than maybe Deshaun Watson. But, I mean, we'll have to see how this works out for the Browns. Brock Osweiler is on the trading block again, and I don't really think he ever wasn't on the trading block. Um, he was just kind of more of a more competition for Deshaun Kaiser um, to see what it what it's like to not play quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I can't really say much more about Deshaun Kaiser. I'm really excited to see him play. Unfortunately, he plays my Steelers week one, so I'm kind of I don't I'm kind of torn if I want him to succeed in week one or not. But I'm really excited for this Browns offense. I'm excited for Kaiser. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the NFL. And Jake can't uh, tell me otherwise. Oh, I can't. I'm pretty sure I could if I wanted to. You could, but I'm not listening. Oh, that, oh you're muted. That's perfect. Let's keep going. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it's he's I, listen. I still think he's their best quarterback on the roster, but the, the, that's still not saying very much for what they have. Jake, 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 did you see that throw? Yeah, I saw the throw. <laughs> Everyone say, "Oh, did you the see that throw. throw?" Yeah, he was just this way in college too. Oh my god, did you see that throw? And then it'd be the exact opposite reaction in the next throw in a negative stance. So it was a really good throw, by the way, it uh, was a good throw. Did you guys, he, did you guys see Cameron Meredith's leg though? That's the real question here. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awful segue. <laughs> oh my God. Now I can't even think of what I was about to say. So let's just move <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, so it only gets worse from here. It only gets more disgusting. Blake Bortles, Still the starter of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, you can't trust the thing that these guys say, can you? I don't even know what's going to happen. I He could get pulled during the first game. He could play all season. It's, it's such a cluster there. But they've obviously shown that they are willing to pull that trigger quickly. And I don't think it's going to take long for him to get pulled. And it might be back and forth with him and Henny, him and Henny. And then if it's really bad, they might just throw Brandon Allen in there at some point this season. So I still feel fond about my hot take from episode one that he'll be not the starter by week six. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. It's just, it's just a disaster. And I don't know why they didn't grab a quarterback late in the draft like Chad Kelly or you know Nathan Peterman or something like that just to – Add some competition and and just be prepared for what if this happens. All right, let me set up this mock draft real quick. We're going to move on to a super flex mock draft that we did. 12 teams. We did 14 rounds. Uh, we meant to do like 20, 25, something like that. But um, I I was just caught on uh, watching the Cameron Meredith injury on a loop. So I was distracted. So we stopped at 14 and... Uh, we so we each took four teams and uh used some different draft strategies so let's go through this real quick at least uh let's let's go through the first round and uh just just talk about um who we made with each pick and why i don't know yeah whatever <laughs> yeah why question mark <laughs> why 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 would you do that but Jake or Addison, Addison, uh, you had the first overall pick. Um, what on earth were you thinking? Well, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, <laughs> surprise here. I took Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know if a lot of people um, are going to be surprised by that one. But wait, didn't you see him get injured? I mean, that should really affect his dynasty value. You see. Do you see people think that that's going to affect his redraft value? Like they're taking oh him outside. Like no, the yeah, first people round. are. Yeah, people are moving to the second round. I'm just like, are you kidding but me? Zeke no is going at the top of the play. second, and he's out for eight weeks. <laughs> I don't understand people overreaction. Anyway, OBJ said enough said. Uh, that's done. Yep, Jake, you're up at two. <laughs> yeah, Mike Evans, enough said. Wow, that's good. Antonio Brown, I man, I had to resist the temptation to take a quarterback here. I've been saying that I would do it at 1.01. Um, but this is, I think, how an actual super flex draft is probably going to go. So I went ahead and went safe with Antonio Brown. Uh, came back up for me for the second for my second team. And this was here. I was actually debating Aaron Rodgers. 
but I wasn't sure how you guys, like Jake and I said, we don't want to set the quarterback market, although I kind of figured John would take a quarterback at his second pick. Um, but I just went David Johnson. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory as well. Say, yep, at 105. And here's the deal. I talked about not wanting to set the market for quarterbacks. That's if I don't know who I'm drafting with, though, either. And <laughs> there's this one guy in our league that owns three other teams. And I know he's a super <laughs> heavy quarterback drafter. So I went ahead and snagged Aaron Rodgers before he had the shot to do it. He beat me to it, so I took Julio Jones. I, I absolutely was going to take Aaron Rodgers at 1.06, um, but with him off the board, and I don't see any quarterbacks who are safe enough to uh, warrant the sixth pick, so I went with Julio Jones. And then I took Le'Veon, <laughs> not really looking to take a quarterback just yet, so I just went with the best available. Yeah, the next pick I took A.G. Green. That was pretty clear for me at that point. Um, so I wasn't going to – I have. I took Aaron Rodgers as that first quarterback. He's in a tier by himself for me, so I was not going to take another quarterback there. And I was absolutely going to take a quarterback by now. <laughs> I've been waiting way too long. 1.09 is Andrew Luck. And uh, just a sneak preview of this team. This team is ridiculous. Anyway, so... <laughs> People can hardly <laughs> wait. <laughs> so, <sighs> biting their nails. <laughs> Let's hurry up and get Should through be. this, Addison, so people can hear his monster team. Oh, God, this team is, this team so, is good. so good. Uh, All right. So before... Hands on the tables, boys. Before you look look at my uh, hand hand check when you're looking at that team, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> you know all too well. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is some editing for you. <laughs> uh, just keep it all in. Yeah, that's staying. Oh, that's for just sure. Keep staying. it. Keep it, buddy. Jake, you're married. You know what hand check means. Oh, I know what it means. <laughs> 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 all right addison you're up man 110 yeah 110 so before we started this we kind of had all had the idea to, to test out different strategies you know qb heavy zero qb going with the flow whatever so i figured that 110 would be the perfect opportunity to try and go qb heavy try and get two quarterbacks at the turn so i just went i went with my qb3 uh russell wilson so I mean, I figured that he was kind of the best available at that point, at least by my rankings. So that was my pick at 110. Yeah, 111, that was a, somewhat of a difficult difficult task here. We had Ezekiel Elliott fall to 111 here. And anybody that knows me is, I'm not really afraid to take on some risk for extreme upside. And, I mean, he's a consensus, what, top three, top four, top five pick um, before this news came out. So I took him because I thought he was a value there, and, and I thought there was a chance that John might take him because he had two back-to-back picks. Uh, so I, I took him there. And talking about Addison, we we all, we all said, oh, yeah, we should each do a strategy for each of these teams. And I just realized that I can't do that. I, I am a non-strategy kind of guy. And I just, I have to allow the board to fall to me, and that will designate what I do. I can't go into a draft saying, this is going to be quarterback heavy, this is going to be running back heavy, this is going to be zero RB. I just can't do it. So uh, as much as I I wanted to do that, I just couldn't. BPA is a strategy, by the way, so joke's on you. With the Ah. (laughs) the 12th team, (laughs) I I took Derek Carr. Went quarterback yet again, and then actually paired him with his number one wide receiver, Amari Cooper. Um, They just happen to be, for me, the best quarterback and the best wide receiver on the board. I'm actually not a huge fan of stacking players, even young studs, in in a super flex league. I just, uh, I'm not a huge fan of doing that. It just, uh, just kind of worked out that way. So Amari Cooper started off the second round. Jake went Marcus Mariota to pair with Ezekiel Elliott. Kirk Cousins with Russell Wilson for Addison. I added Cam Newton to Andrew Luck. Oh, man, that team is so good. Uh, Jay Ajayi with A.J. Green for Jake. 
Michael Thomas and Le'Veon Bell for Addison. Jameis Winston to Julio added to Julio Jones for my team number two. Uh, Jake's second team, DeAndre Hopkins in the second round to go along with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Addison takes Devontae Freeman to go with David Johnson. Two stud running backs. I added Matt Ryan to the team with Antonio Brown. Jake took Matthew Stafford to go with Mike Evans. And Addison, back at the turn, gets Melvin Gordon to go along with Odell Beckham. Do, what? Uh, give me some reactions to that second round, boys. I thought it was pretty chalk, to be honest. Yeah, kind of. I think I thought Cousins was too early, but um, other than that, I thought it was pretty much chalk. To defend my Kirk Cousins pick, I kind of took him because when I was looking at the quarterbacks remaining, uh, like Cam and I'm not high on Jameis Winston or Matt Ryan, I kind of figured that Matthew Stafford wouldn't be taken at 211. Um, so I actually I went with a guy who I believe was a safer option. Uh, more of a pocket passer uh, who's going to get, you know, the yards and the touchdowns uh, to pair with Russell Wilson's rushing ability um, as well as his arm. So that was kind of my thinking there, pairing Kirk Cousins with Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, isn't St- Stafford's your boy? Isn't he a prototypical pocket passer that can put up huge yards and touchdowns? I, w- I was actually going to take him at the 212. And then you snipe me. The shame on you, Jake. Yeah, you're welcome. I can't take Stafford over all those other guys, though, as much as I love him. But you can take Cousins? Yeah. Why? He was QB5 last year. Yeah, but we don't know even know what team he's going to play for next year. Even if he's if he's on the Niners, he's going to be with Shanahan. Hey, what if he's not on the Niners? What if Where he's for he an awful go? team? Who knows? Nobody all has the teams cap. have good quarterbacks. Nobody has the cap space to pay him. Nobody does? Matthew Stafford just got paid $25 million nobody a year. Can Who clear, has cap nobody can clear cap space to sign a franchise quarterback. You don't think that's possible? Not a lot of teams can. Not a lot, yeah, but how many? all the teams that can are awful. The Bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the Jets. Yes. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Yeah, there you go. That'd be fine. I'd take it. Yeah, you. I don't love that pick there, especially above a bunch of those guys. That's ridiculous. Sorry, I'm sorry. If John, if John made the pick, I wouldn't give him that much of a hard time. But since you did, <laughs> <laughs> you took Mariota, so that was that was your fault. You brought you this upon I took yourself. Mariota, yeah, I took him as what quarterback five or six. Yep. So yeah, you forced my hand. On. I'll take that. That's fine. No one said anything about the fact that I just I paired Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. What are you going to do about that? Yeah, you've obsessed and we've heard you drool about it. <laughs> if you're going to drool hey. about your own team like that, we can't help you and give you compliments. <laughs> I just got two top four quarterbacks in their prime locked up oh, for well. the next five years. Listen, you did pretty well with that team. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was that was easy. Things are th- things are a lot easier when your name isn't Addison. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bad guy. Addison just brings it out brings it out of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's move on to round three. Addison's team one already has Odell Beckham Jr. and Melvin Gordon, and he adds Drew Brees. Jake has Mike Evans and Matthew Staff- Stafford and adds Todd Gurley. I had Antonio Brown and Matt Ryan, and then I go with Rob Gronkowski. Addison adds... Jordy Nelson to the team with David Johnson and Devontae Freeman. Jake has Aaron Rodgers and DeAndre Hopkins and then goes with Dalvin Cook, the rookie running back, as his RB1. I had Julio Jones and Jameis Winston and went with Leonard Fournette. Addison had Le'Veon Bell and Michael Thomas and adds Travis Kelsey. Jake had A.J. Green and Jay Ajayi and goes with Tom Brady as his QB1. I already had Andrew Luck and Cam Newton on the perfect team and got T.Y. Hilton as wide receiver one. Addison's all-quarterback team of Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins gets a wide receiver named Doug Baldwin. Jake's Ezekiel Elliott and Marcus Mariota team adds Brandon Cooks. And my Derek Carr and Amari Cooper 
uh, finally went outside the Raiders and got rookie running back Christian McCaffrey. So some reactions to that third round. My first reaction was you literally just said that you don't like stacking quarterbacks with their wide receivers, yet your perfect team has a luck T Y stack. Yeah, when you when you when you get elite guys like that. <laughs> no, again, T Y is not elite. T Y is. Oh, let it go. Let's go, guys. <laughs> I know Addison hates T Y. Let's get it going. Yeah. Well, you want to do this now? I mean, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I mean. It, Maybe that one's a little subjective or whatever, but what I can tell you is that when you look at the rest of this roster, I didn't have to get that one right. So um, I'm just going to... You didn't know that there. at the time you, you were making that pick, though. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, <laughs> I absolutely did. I knew I was crafting the absolutely perfect roster. Hey, if you that's, taken that's my plan there. in every draft. That's That's the first thing that I want to say to the listeners is your number one strategy. I don't care if you go zero QB, zero running back, zero wide receiver, all old, all young, whatever, however you want to do it. You're, the strategy that you should absolutely employ, which is fail-safe, is my strategy of going in planning on building the perfect team. The wise <laughs> words of John Hook. Um, You're welcome. I tried to do the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, one of your teams, you did that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's still something to be said for going after that number one pick, I guess. So Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point where it kind of gets a little, you know, more, more your guy kind of thing. So, I mean, I can't fault anybody for taking anybody ahead of anybody else. I said anybody a lot there. But anyway... Um, I mean, other than taking T.Y. Hilton, none, none of the, I can't really, you know, say like, oh, you shouldn't have taken this guy there because it's kind of once the third round hits, it's everybody's rankings just kind of, you know, goes yeah, out the door. I, yeah, and I will say that I didn't like taking Tom Brady in the third round. And yeah, I know I give both you guys oh. a, a hard time about taking an old quarterback that late or that early, but... A lot of quarterbacks win, and he was. That's where I have him ranked. I think he went as quarterback ten or eleven, and that's where I had him ranked. Um, and I needed a quarterback since I didn't take quarterback in the first two rounds. So that's a little bit different story for me. It was a harder um, pill to swallow there, but uh, you know what? I had to do it. I ended up getting Jimmy Garoppolo, so I felt a little bit better about that. So at this point in the draft, we had three teams yet without a running back, two teams with two quarterbacks. And two teams, both by Addison, uh, without a quarterback in a super flex league. So um, some uh, some interesting strategies starting to develop. And uh, in the fourth round, I already had Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, and Christian McCaffrey. And I took Sammy Watkins with the first pick of the fourth round. Jake had Ezekiel Elliott, Marcus Mariota, Brandon Cooks, and he also gets Joe Mixon. Addison had Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, and Doug Baldwin, and he adds Des Bryant. I had Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, T.Y. Hilton, and Demarius Thomas joins. Still no running backs on that team, and that team is still perfect. Jake had A.J. Green, Jay Ajayi, and Tom Brady, and he gets Jordan Howard. Addison had Le'Veon Bell, Michael Thomas, and Travis Kelsey, and... He adds Dak Prescott. I had Julio Jones, Jameis Winston, and Leonard Fournette. Got my second quarterback with Phillip Rivers. Jake had Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Hopkins, and Dalvin Cook. And gets Allen Robinson. Addison, already with two running backs, David Johnson and Devontae Freeman, as well as Jordy Nelson, gets his third running back with LaShawn McCoy. Still no quarterbacks. I took Antonio Brown, Matt Ryan, and Rob Gronkowski. And added Ben Roethlisberger for my second quarterback. Jake already has Mike Evans, Matthew Stafford, and Todd Gurley. And gets Keenan Allen at wide receiver two. And back to the number one overall pick. Addison had Odell Beckham, Melvin Gordon, and Drew Brees. And he gets Isaiah Crowell to go with him. Any reactions to that round? Man, Des Bryant in the fourth round looks really intriguing to me. I was about to say the same for Jordan Howard. (laughs) Yeah, Jordan Howard in round four. LaShawn uh, McCoy is an interesting falling that far, too. 
It is, even though I hate that Addison took three running backs out of his first four picks. <laughs> yeah, that's but that's kinda, a personal theme. That's not a. Yeah, that's, not that's gross. <laughs> that's a gross theme. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is decent value. But he is also what twenty nine, thirty years old. This was a good value round, I think. You know, all around: Watkins, Mixon, Bryant, Thomas, Howard. Uh, I don't know about the quarterbacks necessarily being a huge value here, but Prescott, Rivers, Allen Robinson in the fourth round, McCoy, Roethlisberger, Keenan Allen, Isaiah Crowell. I like that round, to be honest with you. And I do have to say, I mean, you guys talk a lot about, you know, not, not setting the market on on quarterbacks, not panicking at quarterback. And this is kind of what ends up happening when you – when you let it fall to you, I mean, I've I've got three teams now with uh, with two quarterbacks already, and look at the talent that it's pushing to the end of the fourth round and into the fifth. So, yeah. you know, that's that's kind of the argument for, you know, like like you guys say, don't set the market, don't you know, don't force it at quarterback. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I was testing out with this second team of mine that has you know, Shady now and Jordy and Freeman and David Johnson, I was testing out this zero quarterback idea. And I don't know if I either did it wrong or if I just really don't like zero quarterback. But I didn't take my first quarterback until the sixth round. Uh, I got Eli Manning and then in the seventh came back and got Sam Bradford. How do, how gross does it feel to have to do that? It, it was really <laughs> gross. It feels I mean, gross, right? Yeah, you look at the quarterbacks that were af- taken after Sam Bradford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Flacco, Watson, Mahomes. Uh, then goes back to Tyrod, Deshaun Kaiser. I grabbed Carson Palmer again for that team. And then Jay Cutler, Tannehill, Simeon, Hoyer. Like after those two quarterbacks, <laughs> Eli and Bradford, like it was just a wasteland. And they're um, all overdrafted. Exactly. So, so John does have a point here. I mean, look what look what he did, and and he got good value at both of these picks. Andrew Luck, and I don't want to pat him on the back because he's patted himself on the back plenty with this, but <laughs> he got Andrew Luck at one hundred and nine, and he got uh, Cam Newton in the second round. If you do that, if you do get back to back studs, and it's not a reach, it's actually good value. You can sit back. And just not worry about your quarterbacks until you feel like taking one as your quarterback three, like he did in the ninth round with Brian Hoyer. Um, and he can figure out when to take a value pick there. Um, you shouldn't have wasted a pick on Lamar Miller, but he even got that decent value <laughs> with him there as well in the sixth round. Um, so I think the the overriding theme here is there's different ways to do it. As long as the board board allows you to do it i guess i'm not i'm not a huge fan of doing the two quarterbacks right at the beginning but looking at john's team uh like like john and like john said i mean it pushes the talent down and so like when you when you start you know setting the quarterback market you're making other owners panic and they're making they're reaching for the quarterbacks earlier and that's pushing that talent back down to you sometimes that doesn't happen all the time um, but in this case, it did, and it worked out pretty well for your third team there, John. Yeah, so I want to run. I want to run a roster by where, uh, you know, I took Aaron Rodgers at one hundred five, and originally when we kind of set out, we were we were just going to try to maybe do a strategy. I couldn't do it just because I didn't like the way the board felt to me to go quarterback heavy without the knowing the the other quarterbacks. My roster was. DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Willie Sneed, John Ross, Dante Moncrief, and wide receiver. I had a couple more. Jordan Reed at tight end. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Kareem Hunt, Deontay Foreman as my running backs. I like that roster a good amount, especially knowing that I have Rodgers as my quarterback. But here's the kicker. Jay Cutler is my quarterback, too, and I don't have a quarterback three as of yet. Yeah, who uh, people can't really see the, the player pool available, but... There's not a whole lot left. There's nobody at, at quarterback three, so <laughs> there's nobody left. <laughs> so that's just a risk that you could run. I mean, mm-hmm. 
But listen, it can happen to anybody. So you, you do have to be prepared and you got to keep an eye on that on that board and, and you got to figure out where you and I've said this before and in, in, in previous episodes that quarterbacks are never cheaper than in the in the startup. So don't be afraid to to grab those guys in the first where's the big fall off after round four? Yeah, that's you, you almost right. want, I mean, you almost kind of want to make sure to have two quarterbacks in the first four four rounds or so because after that, it's just – do you really – like I had to spend uh, – let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. I had spent a six-round pick on Mitch Trubisky, and you guys know I'm high on him. But is that good value there? No, it's not. So this is what happens when, when you wait on a quarterback and – you're just like, oh my God, there's eight starters left. And Trubisky's not even a starter right now, but he is a rookie and he has upside and he has hopefully a long career ahead of him. But that's a that's a very valuable asset to for someone I'm not even going to get any performance out of possibly for the whole year. Um, so yeah, I think where what we're seeing here is those first four to five rounds, you almost want to secure your quarterbacks there. Now that's if your league drafts the way that we exactly did. absolutely yeah because i feel i feel like we prioritize quarterbacks you know a little probably heavier. a little bit more yeah because yeah. john's always looming ready to take a quarterback that's at true. every freaking pick. exactly yeah that's true so you just have to be conscientious of the remaining quarterbacks in the pool you have to um you know after a round or two you kind of get a sense of how the other owners in your league are are, are drafting and so, you know, maybe it turns out that after Rodgers and Luck go in the first round, another quarterback isn't taken until the maybe the end of the second or the start right. of the third. Sure. So you just have to kind of, you know, feel in the first round or two how the other owners in your league are drafting and draft accordingly. Yeah, I'd say you want two of the top. I don't know how far consensus. I don't have that in front of me. But I would probably say two of the top 16 to 18 quarterbacks you, you want to feel good about because – after that, you're not getting any value with those picks that you have to grab those quarterbacks with. And those are bigger reaches than the reaches that you took those other quarterbacks with to begin with. So let's wrap up the mock draft by going over some individual rosters. Start with you, Jake. You had, at quarterback, you had Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Kaiser. At wide receiver, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Kelvin Benjamin. At running back, Todd Gurley, Tevin Coleman, Samaj P. Ryan and Marlon Mack, and your tight end, Austin Hooper. That's all from the second overall pick slot. Um, tell us a little bit about that roster and uh, some strategies and some takeaways. Yeah, I like this roster a lot, and the reason I chose this one is it kind of exemplified probably the way I'd go here is I got two quarterbacks in the first five rounds that I like a decent amount here. I got a third quarterback with a bunch of upside. Even though I don't like Deshaun Kaiser, I thought he was a decent value in the ninth round. And then I went wide receiver heavy and mixed in, you know, a relatively, uh, I believe, a third round pick on Todd Gurley. But I wanted to, you know, always want to make it make sure I have a deep wide receiving core. And if you extended that on into a last a few other picks, I got Marvin Jones and Curtis Samuel there as two as as wide receivers. And then my running backs have some upside there. Uh, with P. Ryan, Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack. And uh, generally, I'm not going to invest uh, too much in a startup for running backs. I'll try to get those guys in rookie drafts when they're the cheapest. And I just want to build my foundation in a super flex draft with quarterbacks and wide receivers primarily. Um, what team do you want to go over, Addison? Uh. I'll do I'll do my team too. That'll highlight the uh, the zero QB method. Okay. And Addison, you went zero Q, zero QB with your second team from the drafting from the four spot. Uh, quarterbacks ended up being Eli Manning, Sam Bradford, and Carson Palmer. And actually, you've got Chad Kelly to stash on IR or taxi as well. Uh, wide receivers, Jordy Nelson, Terrell Pryor, Pierre Garçon, and Jeremy Macklin. Man, that's a that's a good group. Uh, running backs, David Johnson, Devonta Freeman, LaShawn McCoy, and Paul Perkins. And your tight end is Jack Doyle. 
Yeah, so I chose this team because I wanted to highlight the zero QB strategy. Um, I mean, when you look at the team overall, I actually I really like what what's going on. The only thing is, I don't really like who my quarterbacks are uh, with Manning, Bradford, and Palmer. But between the three, I'm sure I could you know do something, work something out. Because my my other starting lineup outside of them, I got David Johnson, Devontae Freeman. Jordy Nelson, LaShawn McCoy, and Terrell Pryor, and Pierre Garçon and Macklin are sitting on the bench. Um, I kind of waited a little too long on tight end, but I, I'm still pretty happy with Jack Doyle. But I just wanted to highlight this one specifically because it shows you what you can do uh, with the zero QB, like, you know, fill out the rest of your roster. And I even, you know, potentially have some trade bait for maybe if this was an actual league for some of the other owners, uh, you know, like if I wanted to make a move for a better quarterback, more of an elite quarterback, you know, I, I have the, the depth and the talent to do that. And for me, drafting from the third overall spot. I wonder um, what team you're going to pick here, John. <laughs> I know. And no, I'm actually I'm actually going with team 1, believe it or Are not. Are you really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I feel wow. like I should uh end the suspense and and go over the roster for team 3. Um, oh god. But the the one that uh that's uh, actually the most compelling to me is team 1 from the like I said drafting third overall I took um my quarterbacks Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger and Alex Smith. At wide receiver, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Brandon Marshall, and Eric Decker. At running back, DeMarco Murray, Marshawn Lynch, Danny Woodhead, and Eddie Lacy. And uh, my tight end, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, f- first of all, this team... <laughs> this this so team is old. not young. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, might as well name this one AARP. Uh, I will tell you that I guarantee that this is a playoff team this year. I think that it's got a good chance at a championship, and it uh, is almost certainly a rebuild project next year. So kind of the reason <laughs> that I wanted to, to highlight this one is this team has to win the championship this year. That's that's the only option. Um, without mixing in a little bit of, of talent, uh, of young talent, a little bit of of upside without the you know without the known floor this uh this team is is um like i said if it doesn't go get a championship this season i'm just basically scrapping it i'm trading antonio brown and rob gronkowski and all those other guys don't have value anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I, I mean, how many of them are still going to be playing? That's, oh, the pro- that's a good question. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, Danny Woodhead, Larry Fitzgerald, Brandon Marshall. Those are all guys. Eric Decker. Those are all guys who could, could all be done. They could all be done. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger could be done. Oh, Matt Ryan will be back, man. but man, it's yeah. So. <laughs> it's I I love the high floor, but yeah, that's uh, that team has rebuild written all over it here in the next year or two. So you can see the complete results of our mock draft. Uh, we'll pin it on the Superflex Pod uh, Twitter account. That's at Superflex Pod. So you can go check out all the results. Um, check out the the various strategies from the old man strategy to the young kid strategy to zero QB to zero RB to uh, Jake just taking the best player that's available. Most boring strategy possible, but uh, it's still a strategy. Just so just so we're clear, the winning strategy is what it is. <laughs> it probably is the most successful. Winning, winning like, is never boring. <laughs> it's probably the most tried and true strategy, but it, oh god, it sounds so boring. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyways, uh, real quick, it's draft time. But if you don't have access to the fantasy footballers draft kit, you aren't as prepared as you should be. Rankings, projections, profiles, sleepers, breakouts, and busts, cheat sheets, and tier breakdowns consistency charts and of course matt Harmon's reception perception it's the number one draft kit for the 2017 fantasy football season so prepare for dfs redraft and dynasty leagues 
And unlike the other draft guides, this draft kit updates constantly so you have all the latest information. Go to FantasyFootballers.com and use the promo code FACTORY to get the same advantage that the Dynasty Football Factory Army uses the Fantasy Footballers draft kit. The path to a fantasy football title begins here. Let's get to some listener questions real quick. Bill McCarthy on Twitter asks, in a 25-man roster superflex, how many quarterbacks do you keep on your roster typically? Let's start with you, Jake. I would say four to six. I mean, it, it might also depend on how good my quarterbacks are, how, how good I feel about their youth and longevity and their performance. But I think it's it's nice to have four to six in there. You probably have at least three starters, maybe four, depending if you go maybe low uh, zero quarterback there. Uh, and then you have a couple younger guys sitting on your roster and developing that can turn into some potential value down the road. Yeah, exactly. So I, when I answered this on Twitter, I said, you know, I, I need at least three. Um, four is ideal, uh, but at least three would be good. And as long as they're all starters, I'm totally happy with that. Um, I, I usually like having that, you know, that developing quarterback, either on your taxi squad or, or maybe someone who has the potential to start next year. Um, but so it, it usually is at least four. Stephen Fuller of of the DFF Army asks on Twitter, who should be the Superflex rookie quarterback number five? We all know who who are the top four. So he asks who's number five, and what would be the chances of them starting in 2018? So I'll jump in here real quick because I, I know Jake's answer, but my answer would be actually would be Nathan Peterman. I am a firm believer that Tyrod Taylor is not going to be on the Bills next year, and they actually just traded Reggie Ragland today, so I'm actually surprised Tyrod and LaShawn McCoy are still on that roster. But they're actively moving for a uh, you know, a rebuild, and if they don't draft someone next year, uh, like a Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen type, I, I think Nathan Peterman gets the, the, at least a shot at the job. And so he would be my QB5 right now, and he possibly even has a chance to start this year, uh, depending on how the Bills, you know, are are wanting to finish out this year. Yeah, and my quarterback five is is pretty easily Chad Kelly here. And if it wasn't for the off-field issues and his draft capital, he, I, he may have even been my quarterback three overall in this draft class. Oh. I, lo- I love his skill set, and, and talking about getting a shot next year, Denver, as John has noted, they don't seem very happy with the quarterbacks that they have on that roster. And talking about walking into a good situation with all those with all those weapons on that offense, I, that's a guy that I want to get, and, and hopefully he gets his shot next year. I like that one a lot. I think I'm going to go with C.J. Beathard um, just because I don't think that Brian Hoyer is a long-term solution for the 49ers. I think that um, Kirk Cousins is a little bit of a long shot. I think that the Redskins are just going to to franchise him uh, for the rest of his career. And uh, so C.J. Beathard, I think, is next in line to take over. he was handpicked by Kyle Shanahan, who uh, who definitely knows his way around quarterbacks. That's that's going to be my guess. George McLean tagged us on a Twitter poll, asking, speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, what is the value of Teddy slash Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, in a Superflex league? Uh, the options he gave were 2018 first, second, or third. I think I commented on this. I said uh, late 2018 first. I think that might even be a little low for both of them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I think it's at least a first. It, you know, I think it could be even a mid first. I don't think it's enough to get an early first. But uh, in a super flex league, if you're desperate for quarterbacks and maybe you're saying this year you're going to be tanking and, and rebuilding and hopefully getting an early pick anyways next year, um, maybe you have an additional first round pick because you're rebuilding maybe you've uh made some other trades there so you have multiple first rounders and you're willing to give up one of those better teams first to get those two guys but i would think that you're going to have to give up a first to get those guys yeah my thoughts exactly i i i believe i did comment on this as well and i said um at least you know the late 18 first is going to do it for both of them 
Um, Garoppolo himself might even be worth a, a late 18 first, yeah. depending on your, you know, your quarterback situation. Um, Bridgewater would probably be around a second, maybe high third if you're lucky, um, individually. And so, like those two, co- those two combined, at the very minimum, is a late 18 first. Yeah, maybe two seconds and a fourth, or or even a first and a third, something like that, to get it done. And Travis Rasmussen of the DFF Network, DFF Army, uh, also posted a Twitter poll and a trade reflection that went down in his Superflex League where Carson Palmer went for a 2018 second. Um, just uh, just some quick thoughts on that, boys. Do you think that's uh, about right, that accurate value for Carson Palmer? Yeah, it's, I wouldn't give up a first for him just because I, I really do think that this is his last season. Um, but if you're a contender and you feel like you're you're one quarterback away from winning a championship, I could understand maybe a late first. But I think a second is fair value for Palmer. I don't think you're oh, you're probably not going to trade him for a third. I mean, I traded him for a third last year in a, a one QB league, so I don't think you're going to get him for a third. So I would say a second's pretty fair. Yeah, I agree with that one as well. I think this is pretty, you know team based uh you know if you're contending or if you're rebuilding i think if you own palmer and you're not you don't really have a chance to win then that second makes so much sense but if you're a team like jake said and you're contending and you're that one quarterback away then i would for sure pay that 18 second this is almost a situation where i would look at you know maybe if you're a contending team you need that that one quarterback to put you over the edge to a championship and you didn't get jay cutler uh, Palmer would be one of those guys that I would be looking at if you need for a one-year rental. And if you have to pay a second for him, I'm all for it. One last one from Philip Garrett on Twitter. He just asked, y'all going to do a super flex mock draft episode? So uh, there you go. That's that's the impetus behind this particular episode. So thank you for the suggestion there, Philip. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Super Flexible Podcast. But that doesn't mean that uh, the Super Flex uh, it goes away from our minds for the next week. We've got so much going on right now. Like like Addison said before, you know, make sure and get in on that beat the streak Superflex league. Also, you can check out our new, our brand new Superflex trades account on Twitter at Superflex Trades. Send us all of your Superflex trades, and uh, so that we can get it out to the to the community and get you as much advice and as much feedback as possible also check out all the awesome df network podcasts besides this one there's the the fantasy football fellas the dynasty war zone the idp edge crushers now on itunes and the debbie watch podcast and there's even more coming so keep an eye out on all those get all the content you could possibly need to uh to prepare for and manage your dynasty fantasy football leagues we're proud to be sponsored by the dynasty football factory at dff underscore dynasty on twitter the dynasty football network at df underscore network and the fantasy footballers draft kit make sure to check that out at the ff ballers and at fantasyfootballers.com follow us on twitter at superflexpod jake's at nfl draft talker addison's at amazehaze underscore dff and I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. And uh, follow us on Podbean as well. And if you listen on iTunes and or Stitcher, please do us a favor and give us a rate and review. It helps so much. And it would be much appreciated. Until next week. Thanks, guys. Addison, you done screwing everything up now? <laughs> now my screen's frozen. It is. Yeah, I know. It's been frozen for a while now. That's like the perfect face to be frozen with, though. Just like... Just disgusted? Looking, yeah, just angry. Just like sitting here pissed off. <laughs> that seems about right. My computer just like blacked out, but I can still hear you guys. That's good. <laughs> yeah, we can see you. I got yeah. sick of your bullshit. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> you don't even it's have to. so used to it. <laughs> oh, Addison's about to talk again. <laughs> Bloop. As I say that, my 
Internet's probably going to go out here in 10 minutes. Ugh. Like right in the middle of me saying something really smart. <laughs> you mean stupid, right? No, smart. Well, that'd be the first time ever. It'd be really funny. I'd be like, I'd be saying something about how like I I would actually draft Cam Newton, and like right in the middle of that, my internet would cut out, and I would lose <laughs> connection. Just like the best take that you've ever had, and it just cuts exactly. Addison, does my voice sound better? A little bit. Yeah, a little better. <clears throat> does it get louder? Does it get louder? Yeah. Does it get less effeminate? <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound like less of a dumbass? <laughs> Maybe it will here. Do you have a do Does you have it, a filter for that? Do you, have, do you have a filter that, that lowers <laughs> Russell Wilson in your rankings? <laughs>